0: All right, everyone. We're here today with Stephanie Heil from The Diamond Room in Omaha, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So...
1: Tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and about the Diamond Room. Okay. Well, my name is Stephanie Heil, and I am the general manager and also co-owner of the Diamond Room. And we're um, in north downtown Omaha. Our space is what we like to call industrial chic. So you'll find a lot of cement floors, garage doors that open. And we're in a really cool area downtown where you can see the baseball park and um, CHI Health Arena. So that's really cool for our clients, and we're also like really close to hotels, which makes it very accessible for a lot of our out-of-town families that come and visit when our couples get married. Um, My main role at the venue is assisting with tours and bookings, and then my main bread and butter for what I do is helping the clients through their planning process. So I usually meet with our couples 60 days out and 30 days out um, to just kind of hear about what they're struggling with, if anything, who they're going to be working with. Um, I like to just kind of meet a little bit farther out because obviously questions arise um, while they're planning just so many different things to remember. And especially venue wise, I like to get them back in the space so we can kind of visualize how everything is going to come together. So that's what I do and a little bit about the venue.
0: Awesome. So how long has the Diamond Room been there?
1: Uh, we celebrate five years in March. Okay. So big milestone. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. There has been so much change and development in that area. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's so cool. So if you guys don't know where the Diamond Room is, it's literally like catty corner to the like main entrance of the ballpark and yes. by Blatt and it's in the middle of everything. Yes, it so, is. So yeah. – um I guess off the top of my head, like, one question would be, which I didn't ask you to prepare, but one question would be, like, why do you feel like couples are choosing um, you guys as their venue? Like, what are some of the things that they're telling you that they love?
1: I think our space is super versatile to lots of different trends that are in weddings every single year. Um, I think rustic still goes really well, even though we're an industrial space. Um, I think the modern bride also can, you know, make twists there. We can do different things with tables because we allow them to do pretty much anything that will be possible in our space. So I just think the versatility of the blank canvas that we provide is really enticing to a lot of couples.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as like designing out this space, you know, sometimes a blank canvas can be super overwhelming. So how how
1: do you walk couples through that process? So first, I we kind of talk about um, what they're envisioning for the like centerpieces. Um, and then I can make suggestions um, if they could do mixed table shapes versus all of circles. And then there are so many different ways people are doing head tables now. So we're doing sweetheart tables. I would say the king style head table is really popular for my couples. Um, And then we can also do the traditional just sit in a line um, type of tables. We have people bring in stages. Um, So just kind of talking about what they're envisioning as far as like the look. I think that really helps me to kind of guide them to a look that will provide what they're thinking about.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, so for you personally, like share with us a little bit about your story and
1: how how you guys ended up with the Diamond Room. Okay, um, so right out of college, um, I actually started my career in internet retail. So I did everything from social media, SEO, and then kind of ended that part of my career in email marketing so I think that gave me a really good base for opening my own business. Um, as a family, uh, which um, I do this with my mom, so uh, we kind of have entrepreneurial brains Um both my mom, dad and I and my brother. Um, So we actually own two businesses as a family um, currently. But the wedding venue was just something that intrigued me um, right out of college. And my dad and I kind of talked about it, drew up a business plan and actually started looking at spaces um, in 2008. And came up empty handed and kind of got overwhelmed. And then we just kind of dropped the ball. So for the next five years, I just kind of focused on the internet retail thing. And um, I love e-commerce and that landscape is really exciting to me. So I was content. Um, And then my dad actually came across our venue and he was like, I'm starting to get like an idea. And so we went down there for lunch and I just... I don't know. Kind of picked up where I left off, and uh, within three months of that visit, we actually got the keys. I was at my first bridal fair with really nothing to show other than a space that was not renovated yet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, the rest is just history. And I think we constantly are trying to improve and um, you know do things as the wedding industry in Omaha changes, especially as more venues pop up in my area, and um, just staying competitive and giving the edge that we're family owned and, um, people pleasers. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yes. Do you feel like there's been a shift in the types of weddings that you see from the very beginning until now?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. I think a lot of brides want that unique experience. Um, especially the first few weddings that we did, um, we're all kind of the same. Um, not color-wise or anything, but just in the respect that I was seeing the same vendors, I was seeing the same look, there wasn't much variability. And I think now, especially with Pinterest and um, everything that we provide to clients (laughs) picture-wise, I just think they're coming up with their own ideas and want things to be very unique so that's been really cool to see, and especially in our space, it changes the atmosphere so quickly, totally. and it feels different from week to week. Even just the various, you know, lighting changes or just colors that they choose, and uh, so that's really exciting part of what we do. Yeah, that's super
0: exciting um, for you personally. I always love asking people, what are three things
1: that your clients wouldn't know about you? Well, I'm going to start with the. Most obvious to me. I'm a mom. Uh, some people don't think I'm old enough to be a mom when they meet me, <laughs> so I always laugh at that. So thank you to those who have said that to me. Um, but I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, I'm a single mom. Uh, she um, is a competitive dancer, so I've recently become a dance mom, which is exciting. Um, it takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine. So that's a, a you know that's a part of me that. I'm sure that will keep changing um, and get more time-consuming as she gets older. And she definitely has passion for performance and the stage. So I'm sure this is something that is just going to continue for us. So that's exciting. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I also wrote down that I really can't do anything without coffee. <laughs> I, <laughs> amen. <laughs> I don't know if that's the mom part of me, but – uh, literally every day at some point in the day, I have at least one cup of coffee and I don't know if that's addiction or what that is, <laughs> but I love coffee and um, cold, hot. It's it's not a time of the year thing. I have to have it every day. So Nice. And how do you normally like your coffee? I do coffee with creamer, which Kelly was – so nice enough to bring me today. <laughs> that wasn't an ask for compliments. <laughs> but yes, that is my typical. Okay. Yes, I just like simple. Nice. Because it's easy. Yes. I can make it at home.
0: <laughs> so then, are you also an iced? Coffee person or like a cold
1: brew. Because there's a difference. There is a difference. Um, if I'm at Starbucks, I'm definitely the cold brew, Mm -hmm. like the vanilla cream cold brew. Oh, with the salted foam. Yes. Uh, So So good. (laughs) Probably not the healthiest option on their menu. But one hundred percent (laughs) not. But yes, if I do cold coffee, it's that, or just my the same coffee I drink hot with ice in it. Mm -hmm. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very boring. (laughs) Um and then the last thing I wrote down was I (laughs) Right. <laughs> I'm one of those people that constantly compares my life to a show. So, I'm a Sex and the City fan, and I always have been. And I feel like that has related to my life so many times. That's awesome. That it's just something when so- when something happens, I'm like, oh, that's so Charlotte of me. Or <laughs> I relate to all of them. That's just I don't know how oh my, my mind
0: works. Yes. <laughs> so, do you have all of the series like on DVD? Because it would have been before streaming and everything came out, which makes me sound like. <laughs> Like we're so old. Yes, I do have all of the DVDs. <laughs> so you know exactly which episode you could go back to, pop it in. Yes. That's I have awesome. my
1: favorites. That's for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, so fun. I don't know. That's a fun fact, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, do you ever, like, when you're watching weddings and stuff like that as a mom, like, do you ever think about, you know, 20 plus years down the road with your daughter's
1: wedding or different things like that? <laughs> I try not to. It's already going so fast. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, I don't know. Some days I feel like she's already a teenager. So it just is going so fast. But yes, I do. I don't know. I think my daughter is a total princess. Like, everything is just so girly girl, and um, I can only imagine what it's going to be like. (laughs) I mean, pity the man that she falls in love with because he's going to have to deal with her strong personality. She's definitely my mini-me, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so fun.
0: (laughs) Cool. Cool. I always love talking with venue owners specifically because you have such a defined space. And so everyone's experiences with you are so unique. Mm -hmm. Um, But like what is something that you wish couples were
1: asking you, whether in that first inquiry through the planning process or even post? Well, I just – I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions, and I just, maybe this goes with every facet of life, but I always tell them that there's really not a dumb question. I think there's so much involved with planning a wedding, and it's such an emotional experience that there's a lot of weight placed on different decisions that they're making, so they're kind of forgetting um, to ask a lot of questions, so um, I try and keep open dialogue. Some of my brides are really great, you know, throughout the year that they're engaged to kind of reach out as things come up or if they need to come back in before we do the 60-30s. I love having them back in because I just you can almost see the weight lift when they walk in and I just clarify something or they see the space again because they were focused on flowers and cake and they completely forgot what the room looks like that they're going to be putting it in. So I just think no question is a dumb question. Communicate with your vendors. This isn't my first wedding that I've helped – you know, prepare for, nor is it for any of your other vendors. So even if you're afraid to talk to me, it's like, talk to your other vendors and they've probably been in my space or have great suggestions too.
0: Yeah. And I think along with that, like planning a party versus planning a wedding, I feel like there are so many more contracts involved Yes, and like, obviously some vendors have very, very long contracts, and I'm sure there is a reason behind all of it. But like asking questions and actually reading your contract, I think is
1: so important, especially as a venue. Like contracts are where (laughs) – All of the good stuff is and the bad stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. In fact, that's one of my 2020 uh, goals. I like to try and every year kind of reevaluate how I can better clarify things for people in a simplistic way. Um, We do lots of charts and the things I hand out and tours, and I get compliments on it very frequently, like this is very cut and dry of what things are happening. So that's always – a big compliment for me to know that I can help in that way. But as far as, you know, just outlining, this is a diamond room responsibility during the day of your event. Anything beyond this list is kind of, you know, with whoever else you're hiring. And especially in the diamond room, we do have four caterers that we work with. So a lot of the different um, elements with dinner and possibly linen rentals and all of that stuff, there is a line between what I can handle and what is actually on their plate. I'm always happy to be a go-between, but there are just things where it gets confusing who's handling what, and that's just one of my 2020 goals to kind of better define what they should expect from me. And even if they don't you know, realize I do that, maybe I can help with something that I'm not being utilized to do.
0: Yeah, totally. I completely spaced asking, what was the inspiration behind the name?
1: So I was actually challenged by um, we're a partner in our building, and I was challenged by the um, owner crew, which is several gentlemen who uh, renovated our building when the College World Series moved next door. Um, because during the month of June, I have become a merchandise vendor spot for the CWS. That so it had come to come back. Where yeah. It's coming back into place. <laughs> it does. It does. So I was challenged with when it's the vendor zone. It needs to be something that still kind of can be left up and looped into the baseball world. Um, and so I just kind of married the idea of a wedding diamond and a baseball diamond. Yes. Um, so that's where the diamond came from. And then our logo is a diamond with a door on it, which a diamond room. So very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that was a smart, smart workaround. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's left up year round. If you're in there in June, you de- you see it still up on the wall. So yes, Kudos. man,
0: it just like blows up College yes. World Series. I was walking through it this last <laughs> summer with my husband and I was like, oh, this is where, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. weddings, this all happened here. This yeah. is where this table was. Like, <laughs> It looks nothing it's, like No, it. It. it's yeah. so different. And no. it's it's so cool how just even draping and, you know, just like opening everything up or covering things, it changes the it vibe does. of. Everything. The ambiance is a different feel for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, one question that I do get a lot from couples when they're looking for venues um, is people looking for venues that can both accommodate ceremony and reception. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys are able to do that. We are. Um,
1: yeah. So maybe talk through a little bit of kind of like – the options that you guys have for that so basically i'm super flexible with um people getting into the building early some people want on-site photos beforehand um and i'm always happy to accommodate that um i have a preference of how we do the ceremony in there just from a guest experience perspective but we can really do it anyway you know, that the couples are envisioning just kind of speaks to the blank canvas. Um, We did have a permanent shear installed that does divide up the room. So that can close off. And then we create an aisle basically down the middle of our space. A lot of couples bring in a backdrop or something um, that covers the garage door. Um, And then that just helps guests understand you're in the ceremony space. And once the ceremony is over, the other side of the room actually houses the bar. So everybody goes to a cocktail hour. I can keep that curtain closed while the room transforms. Oh, nice. And then we can open it back up. And it basically just ties back in a pretty way along the columns in our space and allows guests to come back into there and experience the reception. Awesome.
0: So if people were doing a reception, like a ceremony and a reception, what would you say guest
1: count is that you guys can handle? I would say if they are wanting just chairs at their ceremony, I have some brides that have guests sit at their dinner tables because okay. they're just a more casual bride. They want the casual feel. Um, but just chairs, I think under 300 fits the best Okay, with yeah. the, just how things lay out in our space is very long and narrow. Um, so I just think that is like the perfect amount, anything beyond that. I don't know. I think we talk about just different ways of (laughs)
0: combinating. Totally. (laughs) And then, like, max guest count that you guys can hold for a reception.
1: Uh, We can seat up to 450.
0: Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I'm i
0: so glad that there are more spaces that hold. <laughs> when I was planning my wedding, which I – eight years ago. That was so long ago. Um, But, like, there was nothing in downtown Omaha that could right. hold
1: over 300 people. Yes. So I love
0: that there are more spaces that can hold kind of that 400-ish I agree. number. Yes, it's so helpful. More
1: options in hotels, which is nice. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. We
0: ended up with at the Hilton, which was yes. fantastic. Yes. But it's also – Hotel ballroom. Exactly. Which was fine because it was winter. And yes. Inside anyway, so. <laughs> I'm sure it was gorgeous. Oh, it yeah. Was it was great. <laughs> okay. I would love to know your advice for couples on choosing vendors that they love. And so um, I think that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that couples face. It's like the paralyzing decision. Like once you yes. make those decisions, it's really smooth sailing the rest of the planning process. I think so. Yeah. Smaller decisions, but like – you know, yeah, the big ones at the beginning. so yes. what what advice do you have for couples?
1: I think it's very easy to get blinded by price points mm. um and so my my huge advice, you know, starting off is I always tell people, I think you should look at what is most important to you, whether it be entertainment or your pictures afterwards or just your food and drink experience, Yes, you kind of need to decide where the majority of your money needs to sit and then allocate from there. Yeah. Um, I think people can get disappointed. Uh, I've had a few couples who they skimp on photography and those people, uh, you know, our ambiance in our space is a bit darker and those people aren't bringing equipment and You know, I'm not a photographer, but I just kind of get like, oh, like you probably should have brought like more of a flash or took more time to investigate our venue before you were in here for them. Um, I just think it's super important to figure out what is most important to you guys when you're planning your wedding. And if it's the food and drink, like spend your money there and do something amazing because there's a lot of people in town that can create something super cool if that's what you're wanting. But that's, that's yeah
0: nice. yes. So as far as like experiences that you've seen, I think the easiest way for couples to relate is just kind of hearing, not necessarily like buyer beware of this particular thing, <laughs> yeah. but like a situation that happened, um, and just like the way that they can learn from it and not have that happen to them.
1: I I think a lot of times this kind of goes back to communicating with your vendors. Um, just making sure that everyone is prepared and you're, you know, this goes back to hiring people that you're jiving with, that Mm -hmm. you feel are trustworthy. I think that helps open up the line of communication throughout the entire process. If you feel comfortable talking to me, I think you're going to reach out to me a lot more than if you're hiring someone where you're like, well, they fit in the budget, it's going to be okay. And then the day of things are just not totally going right um you know i i see people <laughs> that get disappointed on certain things that i feel maybe you just need to be aware of the red flags when you're hiring people totally um and you know i'm not for everybody i think people walk in sometimes and maybe we don't we don't jive or you know they're more quiet than i am so maybe i'm intimidating or right. however that goes and you know the venue is a huge part of you know i'm housing your event so i always kind of understand you know where that sits with them if i they're not feeling me it's just probably not going to be like the greatest experience for either of us so um you know just talking and i mean i can always kind of get a sense if we're going to get along right. <laughs> yes if we're going to talk um but yeah i just think it all goes back to the communication, communication. styles and just matching totally yeah, and I think that's also
0: interesting because um like a lot of times I know that I'll hear from couples, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for getting back to us so quickly." And I'm like, I mean, I did it was quick, but like, right, is it really that much faster than yes. everyone else? And so, you know, I think as a couple if you are planning and your vendors, you know, obviously some people Our hardcore business hours, it is 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. They take off the weekends. That's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. But if they're not getting back to you and you inquired over the weekend and they're not getting back to you until Wednesday, that might be a little bit of a red flag. Right. Yeah. So like you were saying, communication is just so, so important. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I, you know, if there's anything else that you would like to share or talk about, I would love to hear it, but it's been, been great chatting. Yes. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit about like with couples picking their team and picking their vendors and everything like that. So for you as a venue, when it all comes together,
1: like, what do you love about that? And just I know I love the teamwork and collaborating process. So yes. uh definitely the collaboration to bring things together. I've been a part of several events where you know i just i love to see what people can do and i love to push the limits because i think there is a ton of creative people in town whether it be how they market how they run their business how they actually create and execute events and it's just awesome to see that come through and i am a choose joy person and i love to just see at the end of the day i think every wedding vendor can agree just seeing your couple having fun and You know, even if something went wrong, they are still enjoying themselves. They're still married. And at the end of the day, that's really. You know the all end that goal matters. exactly. <laughs> it's all that matters, and I mean that joy just brings joy to me, and I get to house all of those special memories in my venue, so yeah. makes it a special place. Oh, so that's so fun.
0: It's so special yeah. that you have a place that so many people have so many special memories. Yes, <laughs> I know it is fun.
1: Awesome. Okay, well, tell people where they can find you guys online, okay. website, yeah. Instagram. Um, so we are heavy on our um, social media accounts. Uh, Diamond Room Six Hundred Five is our uh, handle on Instagram. And we're also on Facebook. Um, Our website is uh, www.diamondroomomaha.com. That's a great way to send in a web inquiry. Or you can email us directly at our sales account, which is sales at diamondroomomaha.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you.